Welcome to the Movie Jungle. Today's episode is brought to you by water. Because I couldn't think of anything else on the spot. And it's delicious and you should drink more of it. However much you drink, drink more. On with the show. Uh, Meanwhile, back in the jungle. All right, welcome back. We are so excited to be back for another new episode of The Movie Jungle. I'm excited to um, dive into this thing and, and be more consistent and create more awesome content for everybody. And with me today, making our de- our re-debut, our no, debut back. What am I trying to say? This is my third appearance. No, not I said our. Like, what am I trying to say? Like, our return? I don't know what you're trying to say. I can't you're read You're not helping hand. me at all right now. No, I'm not. There's um, there's a word for like redebut, but redebut is not a word. Grand reopening. That's all I can think of. I'm 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 annoyed with myself right now. Anyways, we're back and Betty's here with me. Hi. And I'm really excited because we're gonna get to talking about one of our favorite movie topics a little bit later, uh, because this, as you may have gleaned from the title, is the first in a five part series. Of Harry Potter focused episodes. I love how the number of episodes just keeps changing. What are you talking about? No, it didn't. Are we adding in the other ones too? Well, we got to do Fantastic Beasts. Okay. So we got to do. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do two movies per episode and then Fantastic Beasts. Or whatever we feel like. Or whatever we feel like. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I do want to talk about something else right at the top, real quick. And one of of the reasons for the long absence, there are a couple of reasons for the absence. Um, We don't need to go into super detail on all of it. Part of it was just me being distracted with other stuff going on in life. And then a good part of it was it felt right to just put any kind of social media energy into the Black Lives Matter movement as opposed to something like this. Um, not to say that we don't still need to do that because we do still need to do that. But I think that um, we're in a place now where maybe things have calmed down a little bit and we can do both. And this can be a nice, fun um detour from the crazy climate we live in i keep wanting to say political climate but it's not even political no it's, it's good it says it on my instagram but it's i wrote it's good versus evil it's common sense versus stupidity to have to explain to someone that a whole group of people matter is so silly and ridiculous yeah but um yeah so we've um yeah, we've just been kind of living in this with everybody else and trying to do our part to learn and share and grow and make donations. And um... and finding a way for this to be a consistent thing. I don't want this to be, you know, the fad that it can be. It's right. It, it's, we, it's it's everyone. This t- is a change. Not you know what this is. This is a lifestyle change, not a diet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the, even just doing this podcast, it's a little bit of a break. So that we can have the mental ability and the and physical energy yeah, to just, continue the fight for the people that need right. it. Right. This kind of stuff gives us energy, gives us life. Yeah. Got to keep yourself happy. Um, and if you want to do that, follow Tabitha Brown on Instagram. Just just go right now. You can pause the podcast. She's just a watch sweet, a couple, beautiful angel. Watch a couple Tabitha Brown videos and you're welcome. I need to try some of her recipes. Yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic. But... um. Yeah, anyways, so we're not going to dive too deep into all that um, or whatever whatever our, our silly babysitter is, is doing in the White House. Um, but yeah, we're going to get back into movie news now. Um, a couple things, like I said off the top, I'm really excited to be back. Um, I have more time than ever now. <laughs> 
to work on this because <laughs> as some of you may may know at this point, um, I no longer work for Funko along with uh, some of the greatest people I've ever met. Um, our wonderful team that we put together. Um, Funko has gone in a different direction. I don't can't quite explain their decision making there, but um, I don't hate Funko all of a sudden. They're still wonderful people there that I know that I'm going to miss working with. And I still like some of the Just silly, silly square head things they make. Another unfortunate tragedy of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely COVID played a large role. I don't, I don't think it was the whole thing. I think there are some systemic issues there that we won't need to get into, but um, anyways, Save that for a later day. Yeah. So I've got, I've got <laughs> a little more time now to do something like uh, put it into this movie jungle dream of mine. And which please, I want to grow. Please fill his time. People, I want, listen, I want to grow it into something <laughs> wonderful that I can be proud of and um, that spans across different types of media. And, and this is the beginning of it. So anyways, we're going to be here every Monday, uh, Movie Jungle Monday. I'm starting that hashtag off today. Um, so yeah, make sure you're checking back every Monday for a brand new episode of Movie Jungle. I'm going to do my best to be super consistent and um, I'm going to try to get better at Twitter I love Instagram. It's easy for me to engage on Instagram. I'm very bad at Twitter, so I'm going to try to up my Twitter game. So if you guys want to ask questions, have comments, call me out you know, for not using Twitter enough, whatever it may be, um, get on the Movie Jungle Twitter and still follow on Instagram. I love engaging with people on Instagram when I can. So um, yeah, comment, read. You know, I read every comment. I'll reply to anything I'm sent. Um <laughs> It's, you know, in the early days, the numbers aren't staggering, so I can I can get to all of it. So, um, yeah, so Movie Jungle Mondays, and uh, I want to tease another step we're taking with Movie Jungle, which is a YouTube channel, which initially is going to be another place for the podcast to live. So if there's people out there that like to consume podcasts via YouTube, which those people exist, that'll live there, and uh, hopefully not too far in the future, we'll I'll be posting... Um, a video version of the podcast so you can watch us talk to each other it's a little more engaging to see see our friendly faces only slightly terrifying it's fine you'll be fine does it have i mean it's you not look me every terrified week. yeah i'm hard <laughs> enough for me to like be it won't in front be of a it won't be always but it'll be nice to have a youtube channel as an outlet for different types of content and another place for the podcast to live so make sure you look out for that i'll have all the details later on that and um, yeah, that's. I think that's all the housekeeping stuff off the top that I wanted to talk about. Well, how about this? What? In what else have you been up to in the last however many weeks since it's been? I don't know what you're leading me down. What road you're leading me down? Well, what else has been taking up all of our like time? With our apartment remodeling our apartment? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to get me to yeah. talk about? Oh, okay. Yeah. It was quite an adventure. Well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to get into the details on why I haven't been working on this also. But yeah, that has been it. It's We redid um, I we redid the house quite a bit. We have a rental in an apartment. And um, we found some temporary floors and countertops and stuff that can make it a lot nicer. And we got rid of a lot of crappy old furniture and replaced it with a couple nicer things. And my favorite thing that I did was I built a... I like to build things, and I built an, a mantle for our fireplace, like a whole kind of covering, I like the, the legs and the top and everything. And uh, me and my buddy Nathan built that together, and then we also built a uh, floating headboard for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So you, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have pictures of some of that stuff on my regular Instagram account if people want to check that out. But um, yeah, so that's that's the that's one of the that reasons was we one of the big projects. Yeah, that's what's been going on in our world. Well, when you stare at the same you know walls day in day out, you start to realize I need to change. And then when I've lived here for seven years, some of this seventies decor had gotten pretty old. Decor is a strong word for it. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyways, so uh, we got a whole bunch of good stuff lined up for today's episode. Before we get into the Harry Potter of it all, we're going to jump into a little bit of news. Um, apparently, Tom Hanks is making a movie on Apple TV+, Plus, a World War II movie called Greyhound. That's all I know about it. He didn't make it. He stars in it. Well, that's whatever. It's potato potato it's a tom hanks movie i don't care if he directed it or stars in it or whatever i assume he's always in his movies he doesn't no. just direct movies as far as i know but new tom hanks movie coming out world war ii i'm in tom hanks is one of the most watchable people that exist on the planet for me um i'll cross genres for him i'm not typically a dramatic movie fan me that's me but i'll cross genres for for tom hanks for sure i watch a lot of world war one two yeah period piece movies we saw um midway on the anniversary of pearl harbor remember that yeah we didn't even know we were just in the theater and then they're well, talking about dates or and then we like 15 minutes in i was like babe it's today yeah like the, the movie I, the movie I hadn't is, paid attention isn't that necessarily it was... just about pearl harbor's attack it's about the battle at midway right after that but yeah pretty crazy yeah, it's like I knew it. I just did. I didn't put two and two together that it was yeah. the actual so December seventh. You're in on the Tom Hanks movie, the Tom Hanks World War Two movie. Yeah, if we get a chance to watch it, we don't have Apple TV Plus at the moment, but I could, well, we could do a free trial. And yeah, I also really want to watch that show called um, something Quest. It's like Silicon Valley, but about a gaming company. There's that Anna Kendrick Monster movie Quest, on there maybe too. that looks really good. Anyways. Um, also recently in the news, we've got our first Bill and Ted Face the Music trailer. And man, I'm excited. I love those movies so much. You're on your own there. Yeah, you've never seen them, have no. you? No. I just apparently just blanked part of my childhood and just. It's all right. Go, I, go, I got, go easy on her, guys. I got the cultural references from stuff, but like I never. At least I don't remember watching it. Like none. Of the little moments that they mentioned in the trailer, I was like, none of this makes any sense. Like, yeah. What, so, I'm like, how are they going through time? Yeah, like, not not for you, but for me and, and the good, rest of the world. The rest of us, very exciting. Um, it's so weird to see them back in those characters because um, Keanu has done so many different roles since it's then. It's weird to see him. And like, he didn't just, he isn't just Ted. Like, he's. I picture him as John Wick. So like, right to you, he's John Wick. Being... To a lot of people, he's Neo. But um, just him to being... me, he's just an awesome actor that's in a lot of different great stuff. I just he's always kind of in my viewing experience with him. He's always more of a serious dude, except for in um, that one. Oh gosh, the more recent movie. I can't think of it. He doesn't play a like he a... plays himself. Yeah. And doesn't he? Yeah, it's that Netflix rom-com, um, Always Be My Maybe or something yes, like that. Yes, it's Ali Wong. 
With Ali Wong. Yeah, that movie was pretty good. And Keanu's awesome in it. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to poke fun at that himself. That was the first time cool. I've ever seen him like be kind of Yeah. Well, dorky and at the and Cyberpunk 2077 conference, uh, there's a gaming conference where they're releasing this game coming out called Cyberpunk. Her eyebrows went all, what the hell are you talking about on me? Um, so I'm going to explain it. <laughs> um, they're releasing a game called Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. And um, he is in the game. He voices a character in the game. And, Keanu does? Yeah. And which is really common now. Again, with the eyebrows. She's like, What? Actors in video games? It's very common now. Um Sure. Anyways, um the he's in it and they did he was up on stage at this giant video game conference and um what did he say? Someone said like you're breathtaking or something. He goes, No, you're breathtaking, like right on stage and I don't know. My point is, every time he pops up in public, he's like a lighthearted, fun dude. Mm. But um, for me, Bill and Ted was my first experience with Keanu Reeves. So that's where I started with from him. Like that and Matrix were close to one another timing wise, but I never became a huge Matrix fan. They're fine. But um, Bill and Ted absolutely love. And me and me and my buddy, Mike, uh, Mike T, who's been on one episode so far that the the crappy sounding one um which good news on that is he uh we got him a micro he got him he got a microphone a good one at his house so i'll be able to have him on without having to have him in the studio so sweet plenty more mike t coming uh give betty a break i appreciate it um so anyways uh yeah bill and ted's amazing the trailer looks pretty cool i'm i don't even care at this point like i think just seeing him them as bill and ted i'm like geeking out over that and i'll wait and see if i care about the plot later (laughs) because i'm just so excited that it exists and that it's real at this point um uh do you want to take the next piece of news um not very sure i know much about it but uh it turns out that there is the snyder cut coming out of uh justice league on hbo Oh, it's on HBO? Yeah, it's going straight to HBO. Um, I think sometime next year, they're going to put like another $30, $40 million into it to like for special oh, effects. Oh, it's not just like, like a deleted scenes kind of thing? They're actually going to do like his movie? They're Yeah, they're going to make the Snyder Cut version of it that everyone's been clamoring for that everyone said would never exist and doesn't exist and it's impossible. And the so, more we get lied to about this kind of stuff, the more we don't believe the movie industry when they tell us that no, that we never that doesn't even exist. We can't give you that. So was it just because well Do you know what, what happened with Justice League? Why there's a Snyder cut? Well they fired him, right? And so a different director came on? Kinda. He had a family a family um he had a death tra- in, tragedy. He had, a, he had a death in the family. Yeah, and then um they brought in Joss Whedon to finish yeah. the movie. And um, Joss Whedon changed a lot because everyone at DC was afraid that people hated their gritty movies and wanted everything to be like a funny Marvel movie. Mm. And so Joss Whedon tried to marry the two styles. And, and it just... It ended up being pretty mediocre, in my opinion. I don't think it's complete garbage. Like, I think all the Superman mustache editing looks like crap, <laughs> especially that opening scene. Like, I spent, like, the entire movie trying to be like, is that his mustache? A, is that where it is? It's a superfluous opening scene, too. Like, you don't need that little camera, no. like, little phone footage of Superman. It looks like shit. And is that the only spot where the mustache gate happened? No, it's throughout the movie, but it's definitely the most egregious, yeah. like you can notice it badly spot. it's like his you can tell with his teeth it's terrible 
Yeah, it's just horrendous. And when when YouTubers, there's the YouTube channel we watch called Corridor Crew. Yeah. And didn't they, I think they did a thing where they fixed it. Like they put in like a little bit of effort and did a way better job. I don't remember watching that. I could be wrong. Um, I know they did that for the Scorpion King, which is horrible CGI. (laughs) And they put in like some good time on Scorpion King and made it way better. Granted, they have the benefit of doing it years and years later with better technology. So, but anyway, Snyder Cut's coming to HBO. I'm intrigued by that because, I mean, I liked Justice League, but I'm curious to see like what other direction it was going to go in originally. Totally. I think it could reinvigorate the franchise a bit, like the the DC heroes as like potentially a connected thing. Cause they seem to be moving in a separate direction where they're letting each one do their own yeah. thing and not worrying so much about connecting them, which I think fits DC a little better. Like don't just copy everyone and try well, to be Marvel. They didn't have that overarching like picture from the get go for, of this to like be a whole like series of stuff the way that Marvel did. They, they knew from the beginning, like, they had this overall plan of, like, they were going to have this movie, this movie. Right. Didn't well, they really... made, yeah, they just made a Superman movie. Yeah. And then someone was like, hey, what if we make... Batman. Batman versus Superman. And they were like, cool. Yeah, they, like, let's just... do it. What if it's all about their mom's name? <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Or, like... Um... I want to be at that meeting. <laughs> In the writer's room for that? Guys. <laughs> What'd you say? Like, your name is Martha. My my mom's name is Martha, too. I appreciate the creativity of trying to have Superman and Batman fight each other and the challenges that come with that. It's like if someone, because I'm a logo designer um, also, and if someone comes to me and they're like, hey, I've got a dog grooming shop, but I'm a big Metallica fan. So if (laughs) I could have like a Metallica inspired dog grooming logo. That'd be great. Oh, and I love skulls. I'd be like, oh, all right. That's a fun challenge, right? <laughs> Try to mix all those together. Good luck. I th- I look at it similarly, like getting Batman to fight Superman. It's a joke. Like, all I'm picturing right Superman... now is like an Ed Hardy dog grooming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Hardy. Yeah. I say Metallica, your brain goes to Ed Hardy. Yeah. Oh, you missed the point of Metallica. Uh-huh. That, it's not Ed Hardy. I promise you that. Well, I guess maybe the... <laughs> the people I knew that listened to it back in the day. That's so funny that your brain connected those. Either way, it's no pup and suds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Superman fighting Batman is a joke to begin with. If Superman, like Superman, lets Batman have a shot at some point, if like it's just stupid to me. Anyways, so um they made that they didn't have a long-term plan they slapped together justice league apparently Mm -hmm. they had lots of cool footage with cyborg that got cut um different tonality things and um colors and stuff but yeah i think it won't say it won't make the movie great immediately but i think that it might i'm just interested to see what's different i guess because i don't i'd be surprised if i watch it and i'm like this is way better i think i'll just be like yeah it's different but we're like, oh, I liked that part of Cyclops or whatever. It yeah, is. like my favorite part. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil Justice League for you a couple years after it came out. But my favorite part of Justice League is when Superman shows up and easily beats the heck out of the bad guy, because that's what Superman should be able to do. Because he's Superman. Yeah. Like the only time he faces like real challenges or should face real challenges is if he's like weakened by Kryptonite. Like he let Batman do stupidly because it was bad writing. Yeah, or, or some other 
Kryptonian yeah like, but it also it, it was like seeing Superman as he's meant to be like as like this beacon of strength and hope and stuff and not as a confused moody teenager <laughs> you know like I don't like they gave they gave Henry Cavill nothing to do in Batman vs Superman he just mopes around it's so dumb he's such a good actor <laughs> I want to see like happy hopeful ass kicking <laughs> Superman and that la- the end of Justice League kind of shows you that and it's was- like Batman versus so, Superman based on like a particular comic and bits and pieces of it. I wonder if that rendition of Superman yeah. was more. Emo. I also admittedly am not the world's biggest Batman fan, so I don't give him as much credit as like a huge Batman fan would. There's probably people listening right now that'd be like, that are like, "You're an idiot. Batman can do this and this and this and that." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, I love Superman elected to not just kill Batman because he's got a morality code about it, and he elected to not." incapacitate batman immediately this goes to show like just you would be as people where like you're like yay superman whatever and i'm like eh, and i'm like yeah batman (laughs) yeah because i'm like he's a human being who found tools to make him like compete i don't know i'm like god level kind of tier he's batman's incredible but um i don't i'm not a bigger superman fan than a batman fan i don't think i just like him in the movies more Mm -hmm. like i don't know i like the bat family yeah, the the Bat family's cool. The Batman villains are freaking dope, though. And and I don't even like the Joker. But, like, Poison Ivy's awesome. Mr. Freeze is awesome. Um, Riddler's amazing. Jim Carrey's Riddler was so cool. Yeah. But Penguin anyways, still freaks me in out. In general, you know this about me. Anyone that knows me knows I don't like bad guys. You'll never nope. see me in a Darth Vader t-shirt. You'll never see me, you know, collecting bad guy pops or whatever. The yin to my yang. Yeah, I don't like bad guys. Um, why would I? They're the bad guy. Why would I want their shirt? You want a Donald Trump shirt? Didn't think so. <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. There's nothing cool. I don't think Trump's having a redemption arc anytime soon. <laughs> true. I don't think there's anything cool about a bad guy in a movie. Like, I'm supposed to hate him. So I hate him or her. Like, wh- whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna move on. Justin Snyder cuts we coming digress. next year, and that'll be cool. Um, one last DC note, real quick, is they did release uh, live action images of Kristen Wiig as the cheetah, wow. and <laughs> it looks pretty cool. I cannot wait for that movie. I love the Wonder Woman movies, and Wonder Woman eighty four looks incredible. Yeah, that one I'm like probably the most disappointed that we have to wait for. Yeah, I would say I would agree that was the most disappointing delay for me. But um, August, I believe, we'll be able to see that one. Is it still August? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought that was October. Um, All right, I don't know. Um, you read this stuff more than I do. Anyways, Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus. Hells yeah! And mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that because seeing Hamilton in person is not a real real option for me. And well, not now. <laughs> it never really was. <laughs> like thousands of dollars for a ticket to a play. And isn't this the I wouldn't original spend, Broadway cast, too? I don't think there's anything on the face of the earth that I would spend multiple thousands of dollars for to go see. Like, as far as a show goes. I don't know if it's that expensive. I wouldn't spend multiple thousands of dollars to go watch the Browns in the Super Bowl. And that's probably the most hyped thing I can possibly think of going to. Tickets weren't that expensive. I think they were. I mean, if you had to fly to New York and then to see it on Broadway, yeah, but... Uh, I don't know. Either way, it's coming to Disney Plus, and I can't wait. It's going to be on July 3rd. 
And and um, it is the original Broadway cast. It's the original cast. That's the so. point. Like even if I were to see it like in Seattle yeah. or LA, whatever, it's not the original cast. I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's gonna be on repeat. Although I'm, I'm already, I don't like the sad part. Maybe I'll skip it. No, you will not. You can leave the room. Maybe I'll skip it. I'll have the remote. What are you gonna do? I will fight you for that damn remote. I won't skip it. I'll I'll deal with you it. You gotta suck it up. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, very excited for Hamilton. Um, and I gotta make some Hamilton. The last stuff. item, very important item, before we get to Harry Potter. We watched a movie recently <laughs> that absolutely holds up. Let me tell you. I forgot. If you remember Xenon, girl of the 21st century. Zetus Lapidus. Zetus Lapidus. <laughs> and you got... Why did I say it with like a subtle <laughs> southern accent? That was a complete accident. Um, if you got Disney Plus and you remember that movie and you liked it, go watch it again. It's so good. By the way, there are three of them that I didn't know. Yeah, there's three. We're going to watch all of them. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think I saw all of them the first time they came out, but why not? Oh, I, I remember seeing the second one. I was very... The sequel. I was very happy with the sequel. It has a name, Betty. Xenon, the sequel. Not, not the second one. It is. It is. It is the second one. It just has a. It diff- has a name. I'm kidding. I'll stop this. Um, yeah, we're gonna watch. We're gonna Welcome watch to a day. all of them. Um, so yeah, Xenon's dope. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you told me while we were watching it that the actress that plays Xenon spun that into a lifelong soap opera career. <laughs> I don't know if she spun it into anything. Whatever. I but mean, she became. I think. It was she was on General Hospital and then I think Days of Our Lives and yeah. as far as I know she's still on Days of Our Lives. Yeah, that's what I, that's I think what the it last, said. The I looked last it up. time I was no when I had surgery last and I was like watching a lot of like daytime TV, I stumbled upon her. Yeah, so that's pretty. That's so crazy. I'm disappointed because she was when she was young and she was being Xenon. She seemed pretty charismatic and like she would have like a normal movie career if she wanted it. I don't know. Apparently she's doing really well on soaps. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, soaps could probably pay well and they're easy to do. And maybe she likes the people she works with and it's like fun. But for a fan, that's no fun to watch Xenon (laughs) become a soap opera lady. I think she did. Because I have never and will never watch soaps. It was not like she had nothing between... The sequel, or pretty, actually Z3, whatever that is. It's a pretty and, light uh, <clears throat> filmography. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think I think that her soap opera career robbed us of some more fun appearances in other movies and stuff. But and then there was Raven Maybe I'm wrong. Just, maybe like, the industry threw, her, threw her, uh, a curveball and she just latched onto whatever she could. Or maybe she wanted to do soaps this whole time. Who knows? But Raven it's Simone, not important. Though. Raven Simone was in it. Yeah. And she just, like, skyrocketed. She did, like, her own Disney thing. Yeah, she took her... She skyrocketed? She had one from, show called from... That's So Raven. And then she became a TV host, and she's done other stuff. Uh, I, just, I just don't know if skyrocketed is... Well, she's not a sidekick anymore. Yeah, I suppose. She was yeah. great in Xenon. Yeah. Um, And then, oh, what's his name? Protozoa. Oh. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Mr. Zoa. For people that haven't seen it, this is... We're getting into some weeds that they're like, come, what is this? I just this? love how it was supposed to be 40 or 50 years like, a, yeah, ahead of the time. Yeah, it takes place in 2049. And all of the clothes are still 90s. <laughs> well, they talk about that because they don't go back to a big city when they go back to Earth. They go back to like... 
what no. they pretend like a smaller town. They go back to like the Bay Area. It's supposed to be like San Francisco. No, it's outside San Francisco. They say it. There's like a line in the movie <laughs> where they're like, this isn't the city. Like out here, we're moving a little slower. Like we're not. Like they literally make an excuse. They're, they write in an excuse <laughs> for them to not give people costumes and to use a sound effect over a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> their their version of a Volkswagen bug in 2049 is a 1999 Volkswagen bug that sounds like this. <laughs> I just love it, like all of the trends that were there in the 90s. Apparently they're in 2049 with like the bike chain choker and like yeah. the, the snake skin. They explained it well. The highlighted tips. Yep. The highlighted tips. Those oh. were they're like, you know what? In 50 years... Highlight tips will definitely and like everything's teal, purple, the... and pink or blue. That's it. Yeah, they we were talking about this while we were watching it. I said they. <laughs> it looks like a caboodle. They thought about it and they're like, you know what? I think we figured out color, and I don't think it'll ever change. I think '90s colors are where it's at. I think that'll be the thing. But we they could be right. Fifty years, the '90s could come and go two more times. Like it's true. Like '90s are back in a big way right now. And then they, so could, it's for the they kids. could leave and then come back so, again. So the kids that were born are like little right now, where the 90s are like back again, that trend. So like when they're in their 30s or 40s and buying a whole bunch of shit. I mean, it's basically just go back about 20 years is always the trend. Go mm. backwards roughly 20 to 25 years and that's what's cool. Because it's those that are buying shit. They right. want stuff from there. Right. I don't know. And then, well, also the people like the young kids that are like walking down the street right now and like sketchers and grunge clothes that's happening whatever the case may be i'm just trying to list 90s things oh so the kids <laughs> that are like going happening. to urban outfitters buying this 90s crap mm-hmm. they don't even remember the 90s they, a lot of them weren't even there for the 90s I so know. to them it's mm-hmm. like a fun retro thing but it's like us and bell bottoms oh so they God. like it because it's fun and retro we like it because it's our childhood this is not a fashion podcast <laughs> so um we're gonna get <laughs> We're going to move on, but uh, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, was uh, an experience. Totally awesome major. Good word choice. Thank you. Um, anyways, so now it's it's time. <laughs> if we get copyright stricken for that performance, I'll be proud. <laughs> I mean, be mad. <laughs> it's enough people complained about it. Yeah. Um, so we we started uh, rewatching all the Harry Potter films, <laughs> and I went to I intended to, well I did start listening to the books on tape for the second time. I think I've read them physically twice and listened to them once. So I'm gonna listen to it for a second time, and then I'll have to read them again someday. Mm. But anyways, so I was going through on my fourth book experience mm-hmm. so i did listen to just the first one um which short note on that i listened to the jim dale american version i thought i'd give him a chance i originally listened to the stephen fry british version and everyone said jim dale is really good and so i was like let's give him a chance and he's not really good in my opinion the stephen fry one is hands down 20 to 40 times better and jim dale's he's fine i'm not gonna say he's not good that's not correct we just don't have the option. It's just, yeah, I would love to buy the, I will pay whatever they want for the British version of these to listen to, mm-hmm. you know, but the only way I can get it is if I go to like Pirate Bay and like 
download an illegal copy of it, but then it exists as an MP3 file in my phone, file in my phone or whatever, mm-hmm. not as something that I can like remember where I'm at and chapters and like use all the features of the audiobook apps like mm-hmm. Audible and um, stuff like that. So, anyways, yeah, Jim Dale, his it's the Hermione voice that kills me. His Hermione voice is awful. YouTube it. I know no different, so I just enjoyed listening to them. I think last time I listened to them, I w- was on my Thailand trip. Yeah. But I just, I find myself thinking, Hermione's in every single one of these. Quite a bit. I don't know if I can listen to, <laughs> s- to six more Hermione him, books of him doing this Hermione voice. I wonder if it gets better. Maybe. I'll look it up. Maybe it does. Anyway, so we started rewatching the movies, and we've watched a few of them. Today, we're going to talk about one and two. Mm-hmm. So, um, officially, welcome to part one. Harry Potter. What did I wait? What did I call it? <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Secrets, <laughs> <laughs> because we're talking about Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. So that's me explaining my joke. Um, and uh, thanks HBO Max for the. Uh inspiration for this movie marathon we didn't mean for sure they didn't like mean fe- to do they but featured it when we switched over to hbo max and we were like yep now's the time so anyways uh so let's get into it the first movie harry potter and sorcerer's stone or philosopher's Woo. stone if you're from overseas which um, i don't understand why they ever changed it. it doesn't make any sense to me nope it doesn't make sense to really anybody okay um it's but pretty I'm not the only one pretty silly though i i have the the british version on blu-ray we watched the American version on HBO, though. But the Blu-ray is exactly the same movie, except for when they run up to Hagrid's door, they go, he knocks on the door, and he's like, I don't have time right now, or whatever. And they're like, we know about the Philosopher's Stone! Like, all of them together. So is that the original one? Or did they dub what? in Philosopher's Stone? Like, what no, is No, they the... recorded both. Okay. They filmed both. Okay. So there's a scene where they say, yeah, and then the other part where they mention the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. Any mention of Sorcerer's Stone is Sorcerer's Philosopher's Stone, and that's the only difference. Mm. There's a, there's a, some deleted scenes, too. But, um, but yeah, so we watched that one, and we thought we'd ask ourselves some similar questions for each one as we go through it. And we're going to start with, let's see, where should we start? Hmm. How about with book changes? Things they left out. Did it help or hurt? Book one. Movie one. Oh, I only looked up stuff for second movie. Well, so right off the bat, they did the things that... So book one was pretty... They did a pretty amazing job. They I mean, didn't it's leave small much enough out. That it's they a didn't... short book, yeah. So easier to adapt. But um, they definitely um left out a couple of the stage final stages to like get to the stone when he gets yeah. past fluffy yeah which um, i always felt was very like i liked that part of the book a lot yeah for sure like the potions challenge is gone mm-hmm. and the troll is gone although the, all that is in the book is an already defeated troll laying on the ground that harry has to like run past oh yeah so um yeah, so they 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 didn't include those items, which I don't think is a big deal. And then yeah, it didn't hurt the story. Yeah. It, I mean, it sped it up for efficiency's sake, but yeah. And then this ties into um, kind of behind the scenes cool fun fact, but they did not include Peeves in any of the films. No, but something that I've I've known uh, for a while that I'd recently learned more about was they orig- they have ca- they had cast 
and filmed scenes with Peeves. And I had no idea. I just thought they completely left him out of the, the script. Yeah. Altogether. Yeah. So there are scenes that exist that are filmed with Peeves as the poltergeist. Can we have that version? Like, you know, this, we have the Snyder the cut. The Snyder cut. Can yeah. we get the Peeves cut? The Peeves cut. I'm down. <laughs> um, and the actor. Because I want to see Peeves interact with the, the Weasley twins. Yeah. I can't remember his last name. Rich. Rich something. He's a British uh, comedian. Can't remember his last name, but was he, he the one that played um, my imaginary friend Fred? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was like, I know I recognize him from something. Yeah, it's called Drop Dead Fred. Oh yeah. But yes. Whatever. I imagine I remembered it differently in my you childhood. You have no future in Hollywood. Nope. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking to science. Um. But yeah. So Drop Dead Fred was cast as Peeves, and um, yeah, the scenes there are scenes that exist. I. I kind of think that it's not a big deal they left him out, though, because having just listened to that whole book, it's not really a plot-heavy character, but at the same time, it's like such a minimal, like such a minimal thing to leave out. I mean, they added in a whole bunch of like other little like book, little things for book readers, like that would have been the case for that, too. It seems like it would have been easy just to leave it in mm -hmm. and just keep the keep it accurate you know to the book but and i always pictured like peeves being like a little little yeah you said you pictured like a little goblin or something yeah which i don't know why you picture that because the book just describes him as a, a guy with like a crazy hat or something really yeah he's called peas the poltergeist maybe the word poltergeist made you think he i was, was just saying that he was just like a little ghosty figure thing that he wasn't like because he's not a dead person no no. He's not a ghost. No, he can move stuff. He's a spirit. He always does pranks around the school yeah, and stuff. Because a poltergeist is a, is a spirit. Yeah. So I didn't picture him as like human size. That's weird. I don't know why he did that. I mean, I also... Casper? The movie Casper? Did that sway you, do you think? Because <laughs> he does not look like Jonathan Taylor Thomas at all. That is not the actor. It's Devin Sawa. Oh, sorry. Devin Sawa. <laughs> Get it right. Whatever. <laughs> was not an important difference to me growing up. Oh, it was to me. <laughs> and many other young ladies around the country. Um, but so, yeah, that Casper doesn't look like Devin Sawa one bit. So maybe that's where your head was maybe. at. Maybe. Like, yeah, I don't know. Either way, leaving Peeves out. I, 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 I watch think... more movies, like horror movies, about poultry guys than you do. So, Are they usually little goblins? They're not usually like human shape. They're oh. just a spirit and they take form whatever they want. Hmm, interesting. Um, I'm, I pictured him like very cartoony, which I thought was originally why I thought they left him out. Cause like, I mm-hmm. always pictured him like the way he moves and interacts with his environment. I always pictured it like really like slapstick cartoony style mm-hmm. movement that wouldn't translate well to live action. But yeah, I could see that. I also knows. just thought it was like another CG. And it's hard to picture wanna... just like a floating adult, just a, just a guy <laughs> floating above people, <laughs> dropping things on them, goofing around. I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would have made it work. I would love to see like some finalized cuts or well, at least deleted scenes, or especially after seeing the some of the clips of the actors like um, comedy role or whatever yeah. they, whatever you guys in the industry call it. Um, I want to see him actually be in the movie. Like, did you say you guys in the industry to me? I don't know. Apparently I'm very ignorant when it comes to any of this stuff. So, I mean, that I, that was a nice compliment. Okay. Cause you think of me as like a Hollywood bigwig, and I didn't know that. Well, maybe the difference. Hollywood small wig. Yeah, sure. Okay. You consume this movie <laughs> stuff more than I do. 
Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, as far as book changes go, the first movie, this will change, obviously, as yeah. we get into the series. But uh, it was short enough that you captured... Especially... Did you know that in movie the... Movie f- five, but... The first one, they call it... In the books, it's always called the Forbidden Forest, but mm-hmm. they call it the dark forest forest. in like a couple books and then towards like six or seven or whatever it is it gets back to being the forbidden forest oh really yeah no you're right i've seen that yeah stumbled upon that little yeah that is interesting yeah the little yeah the little for you i don't know why i put a space between the two (laughs) could just be a long graph sound yeah um I mean, it's not like you say the word like Jeff is Jeffava. <laughs> Jeff, you don't think I say Jeffava? No. You don't know me at all. So, yeah, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is an incredible movie. I love it so much. It's to this day my favorite of all eight of them. Um, I just don't think that there's... So there are two movies that I've ever seen in, well, maybe three in my life that have a sense of like wonder and awe that makes me feel like a giddy child. Mm-hmm. One of them is Harry Potter when he goes to Diagon Alley for the first time and the music that accompanies that scene. To this day, it just makes me so happy. The other one is Jurassic Park when they first see the dinosaurs and they stand up in the Jeeps and gape at them. Doo, 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 doo. There you go. Yep. Are you trying to make up for I'll not, get... not knowing the Pirates one? Yeah, God, I don't know why I screwed that up. Do you still so not know it? I still don't know it. I'm still going to do Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so the the other one I was going to say is Avatar has some stuff like the the floating mountains. The first time I saw the floating mountains in Avatar, I was like, oh my goodness. Like just a frozen giddy little child. So those are the only three examples I really have. So I think for that reason, I can't really picture Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone ever not being my favorite just because... It just brings, it just evokes that sense of wonder for me. Did you I love see, it so much. Did you see it in the theater or were you, did you experience it like on TV first? No, I think I saw all of them in the theaters. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I didn't, I didn't fall in, like, I knew some friends in high school like read, had read them or owned the books, but I was like, oh, it's a kid's movie or a kid's book. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, the books I didn't care at all about, but once yeah. it became a movie, I was like, I got two hours to to give to this but as a kid as a kid i hated reading you couldn't pay me to read i hated reading i missed my calling as actually like getting paid to read for real but um the as an adult i like to read like cool stuff comes out and i'll read it uh, i still don't read a lot i'm not like a big reader but um because i didn't watch any of the movies until college it wasn't and i didn't even like choose to watch it my roommate was just like watching it on abc family or Freeform, or whatever it was called at the time. It was ABC Family. ABC Family. You know that. I forget, okay? Um, I don't know when it changed. Um, ABC Family, and she was like, she had it on in the background. It was like sitting there, and I, next thing I know, I'm just like watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? And I had no idea. That's and it, crazy. I like, and it, it, I still didn't really like get into it, and I think I watched like some of them later, and watched some of the movies like when i was on tv but it wasn't until the fifth one came out that i went to the theater yeah and then after that as soon as i got home from uh from 
the fifth movie, I was like, okay, where do I get the sixth book? Because <laughs> yeah. I need to know what happens right now. So you were all in at that point. Yeah. I, okay. I, I was getting a little nervous that our whole relationship was based on a lie. What? Because you're so late to the Harry Potter game. And when we met, we were introduced and told Betty was dropped off at my wherever I was. And her friend was like, this is Brian. He likes Harry Potter, too. Later. And just like ditched Betty with me. Yep. Thanks, Mandy. Yep. And um, so I was about to question the basis for our whole relationship. I think we're okay. I'm glad I could reassure you in the foundation <laughs> of our relationship. Uh, um, anyway, so the first movie... I yeah, guess we, I don't remember we probably where, could have talked I... about that. That was basically how we met is because of Harry Potter. I mean, we did. We just did. Oh, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyways, the yeah, what other thoughts do we have on that first one? I mean, I... The one thing I've always wondered about... Oh, I have, I have something I want to point out. Go ahead. Is the scene where Harry's talking to... Um, they're in front of the mirror or whatever it was and the why am i blinking i should have had more sugar today um professor um come on come on you can do it quirrell okay am i right i don't know what you're talking about now (laughs) There are two professors that are seen in front of a mirror at certain The points. bad one. The one that has Voldy on his yeah, head. Yeah, that's Quirrell. Okay. Yeah. I was like doubting myself and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, like when he goes to like attack Harry, mm-hmm. like when he touches him, it doesn't affect him. But as soon as Harry puts his actual hands on his face, then he disintegrates. I don't yeah. understand. He's like, and then. I like when he goes, come here, Potter. <laughs> like he's all of a sudden like this freaking monster. I mean, he is. He's, like, been hiding in the shadows the whole movie. Literally like, being, like, being a brainwashed. Being timid little, scared little man, and he's letting loose for a moment. But I just love it, like, but, Dumbledore's, like, response was like, oh, it's when so-and-so touched you. Like, it's because of your mother's love. And I'm like... Love. But it's not. It's because Harry touched... I'm like, I'm confused. No, it's love. Love? Love. Okay. Two love. <laughs> That's, that you need we, to finish it no you need to finish no it. i'm not gonna finish it until we actually do one on princess bride okay that's fine. the only time that that's gonna come out okay fine um you know another thought i have is so this will be let's talk we'll talk about best and worst scenes or favorite and least favorite scenes because i already kind of mentioned my favorite scene being the diagonally scene mm-hmm. i love that so much it's one of my favorite movie scenes period mm-hmm. um i think one of the worst scenes in the whole series is when they show uh, Seamus Finnegan saying, um, I don't remember the spell off the top of my head, but he's like, uh, like something rabbit heartstring hum. Turn this water into rum. Harry, who's sitting 15 feet away, maybe, <laughs> looks at Ron and goes, what's Seamus trying to do with that glass of water? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe turn it to rum. <laughs> so either either it was directed in a way I that I did it, not pick up. On that. Either way, it was either directed in a way that made it that did not make it clear that Harry Potter could not hear Seamus Finnegan <laughs> or not, or what. But all I know is it looks. It seems like he could hear. He's him. a naive wizard. He doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> turn this water into rum. What Seamus trying to do to that glass of water? 
turn it to rum. Managed a wink of tea yesterday. Any other brain busters for me, friend? How have I missed that? Yeah. Also, ceilings up there, floors down there. Anything else? Idiot. Ron could have clapped back so hard at him if he wanted to. And Ron was the sassy one. I love Ron so much. People give Ron so much shit, and I hate it, because I love Ron. Oh, it says the guy who was, like, pissing at him during what are you talking when about? he gets all moody. Ron's my favorite Harry Potter character. No, he's not. Hagrid probably is. But I love Ron. I don't love book four, movie four Ron, though. Because oh. just in the beginning, he's all pissy in an unrealistic amount. Maybe I had chill friends, and I didn't experience that level of unnecessary teenage drama. But getting <laughs> that mad about... Harry being in the Triwizard Tournament and being like mad that he didn't tell him and like not believing him and like dude you guys fought a werewolf together <laughs> we'll talk about this more in the next episode but yeah put a pin in it <laughs> yeah we'll put a pin in, in oh, movie four me. Ron but y'all he got like so like uppity not uppity but like uppity. you got like I so pointed it out every he got time so he into it him. like yeah. throughout like when we were watching three and four ignore. He's just like every couple of minutes. It's like, oh, like it's hard. To, it's hard for me to ignore. Comment um, on this. Comment on that. Yeah. But what's what's like some like a least or most favorite scene for you in the first movie? Um, the first one, I think, the first time you see the the great hall is probably my favorite because you see just how grand everything is and like the actual magic of like the food everywhere, the candles and the sky, and then that's a really like, good call. The, I love the that. big. Um, uh, you see all the teachers and like you see everyone in their cloaks and like. I don't know, just like that big, it just looks so grandiose. And so you're like, yeah. I am truly in another world right now. Yeah. that's. And that's I felt the same call. way when we were in London, too, and we got to see, like, be on the set for it. And I was like, yep, yeah. it still feels the same. We were super lucky. We got to go to Leavesden Studios where they shot the film and, like, go to the actual sets and stuff. And um, I've still not been to the Wizarding World in Florida, but I've now been to the Wizarding World in California and Leavesden Studios. So that's i feel pretty lucky as a as a potterhead um those floating candles that was like very epic for me because i'm I've, I've always been an oddly big fan of like cool ambiance yeah you are like it's all about the lighting like the whole the time. jungle bride thing comes from just me loving jungle aesthetic like i want every room in my house to be full of fake jungle plants with like crazy torches and weird lighting everywhere i don't know why but i love that Basically, Rainforest Cafe. If you've been to Rainforest Cafe, that's... Are there any left? That's my dream home. You watch your mouth. There are some left, okay? The, ours, ours is gone, though. The one There used to be one near Seattle. It is now gone, which makes me sad. But, um, but yeah, then- those floating candles. So um, I wish... I don't have pictures, unfortunately, that I can find. Maybe if I dig deeper, I'll find them and post them someday. But I um, I hosted Harry Potter movie nights at my house for some of my friends um, when I was living with my mom. Is this like for the movie premieres and stuff like that or for just generally having we did friends it, over? I did it uh, during the summer before Six came out. Oh, so it was just like watching them at home. Yeah. Okay. So I just revealed how old I was when I did it, potentially. But um, yeah, I was like, tw- what was I, like 20-ish? 22 something like that anyways i had friends over to watch movies and i went i kind of went all out like i decorated and themed out the room like crazy like we did we watched them in my bedroom which was a pretty big bigger than normal bedroom 
but it was in like a, a crappy little weird apartment, but I had a big bedroom uh, with like a vaulted ceiling. And um, so I hung candles from the ceiling, like electric candles, like battery powered candles on fishing line. I hung a ton of them at different heights and stuff from the ceiling. And I even hung them like two days before the movie, before the movie night, because I wanted the ones that were going to fall to fall not during the movie. And so I like thought of that. But I think one or two did fall while they were over still. But anyways, you, it's you hard are, to get attacked. You're so to, extra. Yeah, maybe a bit. Um, it's hard to it's hard to um, get attacked to stay in a popcorn ceiling. But um, so I did the the floating candles. I had a puddle of unicorn blood out front. Like when you walk in, it was an upside down pizza pan covered in tin foil. That was a puddle of unicorn blood, and I like covered it with plants and stuff to make it look like it was just on the ground in the forest. And then um, I had Quidditch hoops on like a banister. I had. Do you have pictures of any of this? They're somewhere. I I did um because we should, we watched them like we watched them like two movies at a time I think. Yeah, you should add those to the uh, uh, Instagram feed so people can see. Yeah, if I can find them. Your level of extra. Yeah, I I remember I took a part of a, sh- a clear curtain, like not a shiny, but like a satin clear curtain, and or a shower curtain, and I painted um, enemies of the air, enemies of the air beware the chamber of secrets secrets has been opened on it or whatever it says in the movie um i think it was just the first time it's just enemies of the air beware right anyway so i I painted whatever that message was and i copied the font and made it look all drippy and Mm -hmm. like perfect and yeah i went crazy i went all out i made a gold frame to put on my tv so it looked like a moving picture it was super fun i can't wait to have a house and host like another insane harry potter or just night. any movie themed yeah, adventure. Just, yeah, just a chance to go crazy as an adult with more of a budget. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah, it'll be fun. So someday, um, I would say they probably my least favorite part yeah. of the first one. I don't like the troll bathroom scene. I just it the troll takes me out of it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I love that scene either. Yeah. I I well I love what it is like what the scene means for their friendship yeah. and for Ron. I just because he swishes and flicks, man, like a pro. Mm-hmm. He grabs that club out of his hand and he, he bonks him right in the head with it, mm-hmm. and he's just like cool. And like it's it's a cool scene from that perspective, but the CGI doesn't hold up on the troll mm-hmm. very well. It really doesn't. Or the CGI Harry that's swinging around on his head, but. You know what? Oh, here's another kind of funny thing. Um, just weird things you notice, I guess, as you keep watching them and get older. But when he retrieves the rememberal that Malfoy throws through the air and Harry races in his broom and he goes and catches it. Oh, Neville's, yeah. Neville's rememberal. Um, and he catches it. And then when he's coming back down to the ground, you can see all the kids are huddled up over where that scene started but then there's like clearly you can just see the acting direction like okay everybody start running now and then all the kids <laughs> just like on cue at the same exact time like oh my god run towards harry and start cheering it's very funny and very corny looking yeah but um but yeah for as corny as that movie is because it is made for its target audience which is like 11 year old 12 year olds yeah so um, I love it so much. Yeah. It's so good. But, yep. 
I really love the the Hogwarts Express, all that that mm-hmm. scene, the op- like getting there, running through the barrier. I love that a lot. Yeah, it's very cool. One day I'll take that train. Yep. One day. One day. One day. Anyways, we also watched uh, the second one, Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Betty, tell tell everyone now. Oh, wait, hold on. Do we? Uh, hold on. Did I answer all my questions? I don't know. Behind the scenes fun facts or f-f-f-s. Yep. We did that. Um oh, what is what score do you give uh the first Harry Potter out of 7 chocolate frogs? How many chocolate frogs do you give it? Out of 7. I'm going to go with 6 chocolate frogs. 6 chocolate frogs? Yeah. That's so pretty good. For overall st- story and yeah. everything else and cinematography and everything else. I'll give it Six chocolate frogs and the majority of a seventh chocolate frog, except maybe like the arm is not there. Okay. Or one of the legs so like is missing. Six and three quarter chocolate frog? Yeah. Okay. So that one's not hopping away. Not well. <laughs> not in a straight line, at least. It's not jumping out the window? No. A one legged frog, I imagine, would hop to the one direction every time, maybe. Oh, you think it's going to hop towards its weak side? That's sad. Well, yeah, there's no leg there to support it, so when it launches off of its good leg, it's going to launch what? towards the it's, The leg could leg. be... No, it doesn't necessarily. It, this frog hasn't lived its life for very long with, <laughs> you know, adapting to one leg and learning to hop straight. That one... Those three legs can be extra strong. You don't know. I don't, I don't it's know. It's a magical chocolate frog. It's going to yeah. do whatever the heck it wants. Either way, this is the seventh of the chocolate frogs in my six and three quarter chocolate frog rating system. <laughs> That we've gone way too deep on. <laughs> so, yeah. That one gets lots of chocolate frogs for me. Um, uh, and then, do you have a favorite magical item or spell from the first movie? Ooh. I gotta go with Leviosa. It's just all the sass that Let's comes... Let's hear it. What do you mean? You gotta say the spell. And you gotta swish and flick. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. All it makes you want is a mimosa because of the, the scene where Ron's messing that up. He's like, when God, le-, or no, when Seamus is messing it up, yeah. he's like, when God, le- yes, when God, like, dude, <laughs> you're not even trying. He's just waving your wand about, like, just sort of saying some of the syllables. It's wild. I'm like, I'm like, it can't be just your accent. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> there no, no, are no. other letters that you need to be pronouncing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyways, so. Wonderful no. movie. Moving on. Moving on. Betty, question for you about Chamber of Secrets. What? What are the secrets? I got a secret. I got a secret. Do 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 do. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, I don't are... know how to hum, so all you guys are going to get out of me is doo doo. <laughs> doo doo works. Uh, what are the secrets, Betty? Oh, I'm. What are the secrets? In the Chamber of Secrets, what are the secrets? Tom Riddle. I put her on the spot and she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, Tom Reynolds is a good answer. I don't like being on the, put on the spot. Um, so, are there any book changes we know of? I haven't recently listened to this or read this book. Um, nothing jumps out at me. The only one I know of is that they, for probably similar reasons. Well, of, other than Peeves, but that counts for the whole series. Yeah, but for the similar reasons of why they they left Peeves out, they um, they don't have Professor Bins as oh, the history right. of the history of magic teacher. That's right. You mentioned and that. The reason, I mean, it's not pivotal to like the plot point. Well, they just use that class a lot to like talk about their plans. They just found other areas to like 
I think they just stuff. didn't want to make a set another classroom set. Or like have, that's the only have reason a, because they the, already have Ghost in the movie at that point. Yeah. They have nearly had this Nick well established in the first movie. Like they can do a, a ghost scene in Hollywood is not hard to do. So like I don't think there's like a technical challenge with Professor Benz. I think they just didn't want to make a whole nother set with a whole nother classroom and then introduce a yet another introduce character. another character just so that he could do the explain, one plot thing yeah. that he does, which is explain the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, they the just, they're like you know what McGonagall can explain it. Yeah, so I mean, and all they do is complain about how boring again. His class though, is, given so. the choice, I would have rather have seen Professor Benz and seen him explain it and have that extra little bit of immersion into like a glimpse at their world and stuff. But I understand why they. It's did it. funny and, though that. Two is the shortest book. Is it shorter than one? Yes. Hmm. But maybe not by much, but it's one of the shorter books. And it's the longest movie. Is it the longest movie? It's the longest movie. Wow. The shortest movie. That's that's really ironic, too. So, like, the fact that, like, they didn't the put long- something in. Isn't five the longest book? Because uh, five yes. is the shortest movie. Yeah. That's messed up. Five, which is which 14 to... times longer than the first book. The first book's and like 387 pages. And the fifth book is like 2,111 pages. <laughs> and that's an exaggeration, but it's a huge book. And it's like... It has so much going on with it. It's shorter than the first movie. You're like, oh, all the yeah. stuff. Anyway. I'm going to get... A little frustrated when you talk about the fifth movie. But yeah. um, Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the only book changes we can think yeah, of. Yeah, there wasn't. Really. Again, it's a shorter book. So like they yeah. and, and because they had a longer movie, they captured a lot. Yep. Um, as far as I know. Nice. It doesn't have anything that stands out. There's probably like little things, but. Yeah. Nah. Do you have any. You, you said that there was like a behind the scenes thing for this one. Um, Like my. my like f- a fun fact. Your f- f- Um. What's your. F- f- uh, something that I learned that I didn't know is that Rupert Grint uh, is like massively arachnophobic, like yeah. cannot like cannot handle spiders. And so the fact that um, the scene where he's like going into the woods with the spiders and all the scenes where he's like acting around spiders, a lot of that fear is not like fake. It's him yeah. actually reacting to the thought of spiders around him or visually seeing a fake spider in front of him. Nice. So like his terror is real yeah that i've i've known that for a while and i think that's so cool i didn't that his fear is is real in those scenes Mm -hmm. it's very very cool um yeah this movie um was dope it was also very good the magical car stuff is really cool uh when they rescue him from um privet drive so cool i love that you start to see the like the darker trend happen in this movie like the opening is a little darker you would love that i do <laughs> i like the little subtle changes that you can tell that something's like the foreshadowing that it implies yeah yeah i think i think that's um i like it because it is like a tone shift without being like not feeling like a fun harry potter movie like yeah. it still has f- normal fun harry potter movie stuff mm-hmm. you know um does it have the... Yeah, it's got... So Malfoy becomes a seeker in that one. By the yeah. way, we didn't talk about Quidditch at all yet. In the first movie, Quidditch... Again, one of my favorite things was yeah. all the Quidditch stuff. Yeah, learning Quidditch was... Quidditch is one of my favorite parts of the Harry Potter books. 
I love it. Like I love the team. I love the players on the team. I love the Oliver se- Wood. All the scenes in the books about Quidditch. Like very very cool. Mm-hmm. Love Quidditch. Um, but the yeah the second one. They touch on the racism a little bit of the world. Mudbloods. Mudbloods. Yeah. Yep. Um, they touch on. Yeah, it gets darker for mm-hmm. sure, and just like visually darker. Yeah. I mean, you start off with, like, Harry not hearing from his friends all summer, and he's like, what happened? Like, mm. Yeah. And it turns out that, oh, Dobby was just being Dobby. Dobby yeah. is just Dobbying. Mm-hmm. Just Dobbing. I mean, he he does the majority of his stuff. He's protecting Harry Potter. Like, yeah. he saves his life a couple times, even though he does tend to put his life in jeopardy just as often. It's so stressful watching him float that cake above that lady's head. You're just like, no, dude, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> and then he disappears and you're like, oh, Harry's so screwed. I feel like I've, I've felt the stress and like the anxiety Harry must have been going through. I, I just never understood like the fact that his like aunt and uncle and cousin like pretty much despise Harry. They don't want him around. Yeah. But they don't want him to leave either. Well, where can they send him? Well, like, they put bars on his window. Like, he wanted to leave. Yeah. They locked him. Like, Pad locked him in his room. It would have been better for everyone involved to just, yeah, just let him kick go. him outside with nothing and be like, go away for three days. Like, did they get, like, a government, like, check or something for his yeah. for his housing? I like, mean, I- they still they have to take care of him, though. Like, there's Dumbledore left a note when he left Harry. And so Petunia is, like, has a tiny, tiny bit of honor or decency that she's willing to take care of harry despite yeah. knowing what he is but um so that was always the part I'm just so like, they don't touch go. on that in the first couple of books at all but the it's you find out later that that was there the whole time yeah but um yeah i, I don't that- i don't think i buy the um i say that so i i again we're we're going in the weeds. We're going to nitpick stuff. And I sound like I don't even like these movies sometimes. But I absolutely love all of them. Yeah. But the um, how could you how could you grow up? So let's say you're Dudley, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, Harry sucks. Okay, fine. <laughs> you think Harry sucks your whole life. Well, now you find out that Harry, who sucks, is a wizard. <laughs> and you're like a 12-year-old boy. And, you're, and your wizard cousin gets home from wizard school. <laughs> You're trying to tell me they're not going to become best friends all of a sudden? No, because he's part Petunia who hated her sister for becoming a witch too, and she thinks that she's a freak. So if that's I just the think that the a rational... child, like I, I guess so. But I mean, Dudley could, also has like Dudley six not TVs. Be and... Just like infinitely intrigued by it and be like, dude, what can you do? Let's do some. Cool Dudley stuff. didn't care unless oh, about anything unless it benefited him. I'm, I'm answering my own argument. I think. What? He wasn't allowed to do magic outside of school anyway, so he couldn't show Dudley no. cool stuff. So my whole argument is... So he it. was just a freak who went to a weird school. Yeah. Okay. And I'll, I'll shut up. And I'm sure that all the owls... <laughs> all the owls... I mean, they were kind of tormented by Hagrid. <laughs> he got a uh, pig's tail <laughs> in the first movie. That was dope. So... Yeah. He's a little traumatized and probably hates Harry for it. I love Hagrid so much. He's like the best like first appearance in anything he just bangs through the door you think it's like some monster because you never read the books because you thought books were for losers when you were a kid and so you didn't read them and then you're watching this movie and, then, and guess know, who's the loser now it's like banging on the door and you're like oh what is it what is it what is it 
And then he just like knocks the door down and he's like, sorry about that. <laughs> and just picks the door <laughs> off. And you're like, oh, he's not a monster. He's a sweet man. Yeah. But um, yeah, I love Hagrid. Uh, let's see. What other what other questions? Do you have any other fifths for us? Or is that the only fifth you got? Um, I guess the only other thing is that I noticed um, when we were watching it is, I guess, the Easter eggs or the foreshadowing that I saw. Um, the Easter egg is that in when they're in Diagon Alley in front of one you of the... You noticed or you looked this I up? noticed it when we watched it. I was like, hey, I think those are the books. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then in the, the one of the store windows, there's actually, like, Harry Potter books. Like, the first ha- couple Harry Potter books, like, on display, like, through the window. That's so crazy. Um, what a weird, ballsy move. I mean, they, I only noticed them because like, I know what they look like, yeah. the color schemes and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. watching them... I pro- when they're in Flourish and Blatz to get the books mm-hmm. and, and we first meet yeah. Kenneth Branagh's wonderful depiction of, what's his name? I can't think of his name all of a sudden. The Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Lockhart? Lockhart. There we go. Gilroy you know Jude Lockhart. Law was like supposed to play him? Jude Law would have been a good Lockhart. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then when um, Harry goes to uh nocturne alley ends up in um borgen yeah because he because they they tell him speak clearly make sure you speak clearly you've never traveled by green fire so be careful buddy speak clearly and then he just goes diagonally the fuck harry <laughs> like you watched he watched was it no it wasn't ron it was Ginny did it first they gave him one instruction <laughs> one step but who who went before harry so he could see how it was done was it Ginny? it was ron oh, it was ron ron steps in he goes diagon alley <laughs> throws the powder on the ground poof guess where ron ended up diagon alley <laughs> harry takes the one instruction he was given and goes Diagonally, <laughs> and throws the ground. Your your accent. Harry's so dumb sometimes. He's just a bit thick at times. <laughs> what shame is trying to do to that glass of water? <laughs> Ridiculous. But <laughs> oh, my eyes are leaking. Um, the other time when he ends up in Nocturne Alley. Like when he's like looking at the mantle and like all this other stuff in the in the shop, um, you can see the opal necklace that comes into play later on. Yeah, the, the like the poison necklace or whatever mm-hmm. it is, the mm-hmm. evil necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um. Nice. Well, let's talk about our boy Gilderoy Lockhart. So you're saying that Jude Law was in was a potential. I think that was the one. That would be that'd be very cool. That would have yeah. been. I think he could have done that. I yeah. think Kenneth Branagh hit it out of the park though. Like, I think he yeah. nails that whole just, like, corny, like, like one part Dr. Oz. Like oh, yeah. One part, like, Tom Cruise. Um, and, and then a lot of parts God, just lying J- dork. It's Jason. <laughs> Who plays Lucy's Malfoy? It's Jason. Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also uh, uh, auditioned for the role of uh Lockhart too but they gave him yeah and he almost didn't take it but his family members are like no you're gonna regret this take it oh that's crazy he's so perfect as Lucius Malfoy Mm -hmm. what a weird guy Lucius Malfoy I mean 
Oh, I was like, the actor's amazing. <laughs> no, yeah, Jason Isaacs is wonderful, but the but a little typecast. Lucius but he's Malfoy awesome. is just like smarmy. So just smarmy beyond belief. Like, I've we I've been to England a couple times, and maybe if you live there, you encounter people like that. But I can't imagine meeting someone that's just so like, well, let's hope that Mister Potter will always be around to save the day. Like what? Do you know you're in a movie? Like why? Who talks like that? I don't know. Like, I guess he's just like. I mean, he's huh, evil, yeah. and he's. He's gonna like kind of high and mighty, but jackass at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He's he's just a chicken. Like he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, which is why he's not a Gryffindor son. Oh, got him, Ben. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that stung. Yep. Deep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, what is your fifth? Uh, I don't have a fifth for this one, really. Actually, I have a fifth. Like, did you not do your homework? I have a fifth. What's your fifth? So, that scene that I just imitated. I love how fifth could also be fast forward. Um, the scene that I imitated where he's like, well, let's hope Mr. Potter's always around to save the day. Harry goes, don't worry, I will be. Just looks at him, daggers through his eyes. And just like drops that mm-hmm. bomb on him. Daniel Radcliffe improvised that scene. That you wanna, was you wanna not know, written down. You want to know something else? What? The line that Jason Isaac says, also improvised. The whole scene was yep. improvised? Yep. Dope. So because he, Jason Isaacs, he actually developed a lot of like what Lucius Malfoy, like the long hair, the cane, the like kind yeah. of the demeanor. Um, and he f- told um, Columbus that uh, that he felt like um Lucius Malfoy would want to have like the last word in that scene or in that moment so he says that he just comes like sure just have at it go do it and so he says it and of course Radcliffe is just like fine I'll one up you too and then they that's and then it it, they kept it in all the takes yeah I saw some behind the scenes interview where they were like once we saw Daniel Radcliffe do that if that's when it felt like okay Mm -hmm. like this now we're now we're cooking with gas Mm mm-hmm which is kind of funny to me, but uh, very cool as well. Another random fifth for yeah. you, because I read a lot of these, because you told me to do homework. I did. Um, You're the, very good at homework. I am. I am an A-plus student. Um, I was not. The part <laughs> where... Um, I just The visual of this makes me laugh a little bit. The part where um, Harry has given the sock over to Dobby, Dobby yeah. and he like lifts up his ankle, they had to shave Harry's leg, or Daniel Grantham's leg for that scene. Like the part They shaved his leg. Why? I don't know. That's shocking. Why would they shave his leg? Okay, I guess they didn't want so, like Harry. Like, a thirteen, like... fourteen year old boy going through changes. Yeah, I don't know why. But like, how vision... hairy could it have been that they were like the camera can't Harry? We can't the camera can't pick up the skin on your leg, dude. I don't know. Like, Daniel Radcliffe is a pretty like hairy dude, but that's crazy. But I was like, I just love like they had to shave a twelve or thirteen year old kid. They shaved it. <laughs> Shaved his ankle or is it far? Is it a far away shot or a close up shot? I think it's pretty. I mean, somewhere in between. I don't remember because that sounds like they could have prosthetically wrapped it and made it look like skin real quick. I mean, it takes two seconds to shave someone's ankle. Yeah, but that's like now your ankle shaved. You could just take off the prosthetic. (laughs) You have to make a prosthetic. Do you know how much like time and like money and effort that was? I'm fighting for Daniel Radcliffe's comfort and pride. And you're fighting for the studio's budget. 
I'm going, I'm the good guy here. <laughs> I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah, I just can't imagine it being hairy enough to matter. But I guess it was. Yeah. I mean, he's not called Bald Potter. That's not funny. A little bit. No, not yeah, really. A little bit. Um, you want to know something kind of funny that always makes me smile when I think about Harry Potter? What? So my sister was a nanny in college, uh-huh. and she uh, nannied these uh, two kids on one of the boys, I think eventually he was like maybe like three or four years old or something and he would watch the harry potter films but since he was so young and he lived in washington nobody has accents around here so he doesn't understand that like people from other places have speak differently and so he would tell my sister and he'd be like can i watch harry potter (laughs) so not even knowing he's doing a british accent he just thought that's what it was called because that's what they all say in the movie yeah Oh, that's wonderful. So he just like, that's how he said it. And that's how he pronounced it. And I was like, that warms my heart so much. <laughs> it's just this little like four-year-old wanting to watch Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I had a ex that knew a little kid that called it Peter Potter. Is that where that came from? And so that's why I say Peter Potter every now and then. Oh. Yeah. But um, let's see what else we're missing. So let's talk a little bit more about the second movie here. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, on casting... This is my first casting complaint of the series. And I'll probably mention it for the rest of the series. But the casting of Ginny Weasley. Oh, God. They whiffed. You never shut up. They whiffed hard on that casting. Like, Bonnie Wright is probably a lovely person, but she is not how Ginny Weasley is described in the books. Only in towards the very end of the series does she start to kind of live up to it. Part of that's the writing. I think because they just made her look very plain too. Well, yeah. So in the well, she's a first year, but like in the books, I guess in the second book it doesn't really matter. But Jenny Weasley ends up becoming like the coolest, hottest, funniest girl in school, and like everybody loves her, and she's like dates all these dudes, and she's like so charismatic, and she plays Quidditch, and she's just rad. Yeah, like she's the sister of all of these boys, and so she's like yeah, sassy. She's and- just like so cool and. And there's just a, a big old lack of charisma going on. And especially in the next, in in six, when when they're like, have their kissing scenes and stuff, like it's so cringy bad because there's not an ounce of chemistry or charisma in that scene. It's terrible. I mean, not, and it's not the actress fault. It could just be the direction they were given and right. like all this stuff. But right. But I know you. Yeah. Anyways. You. I'm not, I'm not alone on that. That's a pretty common take. But You're the only one I know that like has an issue with her. Well, I don't have an issue with her. You always put it like that. I don't even know her. As her as Ginny. Oh, yep. I don't buy it. And she's like in the in the book she's like all like funny like like dropping cool little jokes and like Yeah. She's a Weasley and she just seems so plain and boring and forgettable in these movies. Well, they don't give her the chance to be yeah. anything. It's definitely not all Bonnie Wright's fault, that's for sure. Um, anyway, so this movie, how do you feel about like the Basilisk stuff? It's it's okay. Sometimes I think like the way that they did it, it's a little corny. But yeah, they built a real Basilisk head for it. The scene where he stabs it through the, oh. through the roof of the mouth. They built like a huge giant basilisk head for Daniel Radcliffe to stab. No, it's pretty cool. Good to know. That must have been such a fun set to be on because that mm-hmm. whole set was like was real. 
like well not the whole thing but like the majority of of mm-hmm. it but um let's see what else we're missing so much I, I, I love i mean we'll always there's you can't ever cover harry potter in completion we could do it like a whole hour of just one of them and still not cover everything oops yeah for sure um we can always come back to it in a few years um I love how Harry gets to school in a different crazy way every year. That's like one thing. I remember when I was watching these movies for the first time. I think I sort of said watching on accident. You watched it? I was watching these movies. And I really looked forward to finding out how Harry was going to get there. Or like just see, even if it's just him getting back on the Hogwarts Express. Like Mm -hmm. him getting to Hogwarts was always really cool. And in the first one, it's the Hogwarts Express. It's amazing. In the second one, it's the flying car stuff, which is so dope. And mm-hmm. uh, with the the Ford Anglia, I think I read that they made seventeen of those. Yep, Ford Anglias. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Different t- types, like cut in half ones for certain camera shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the third movie, how do they get there in the third one? They still get there on the train. Just normal. Oh, yep, because the Dementors attack the train on yep. the way there. And yep. then in the fourth one. It's the train again, but they see the... You just uh, get different perspectives of each of the... Or no, the fifth one is where you see... I'm going too far ahead. Yeah. Anyways, I like how he gets to school. I think it's really cool. Um, but I like how they crash in the Whomping Willow in this one. Oh, yeah. And where when the Whomping Willow used to be where it is in that scene, and then, like, moved it. Like, the shape of the castle changed literally every movie, I think, until the sixth really? one or something. Yeah, they, like, added and moved towers and, like... Because the books kept adding scenes in different parts of the castle that they didn't know they would have to accommodate for. Oh. Because they didn't read enough ahead, or I don't know why that happened, but... And then, like, the location of Hagrid's hut changes, and the location of the Whomping Willow moves, and, like, the size and location of the Black Forest, and Black... Or the Dark Forest, the Forbidden Forest, Black Lake. Like, the grounds themselves change multiple times. It's crazy. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I do love that, like, you have the Whomping Willow, and... It has significance, like, later on. I love that, too, in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in regards to the Whomping Willow, this was something I, I noticed a long time ago. And the, ever since I pointed it out, I can't not giggle at it every time I see it. This is the, um, what's Seamus trying to do to the... Or, no, this is the the equivalent of the kids all taking the direction <laughs> scene. So, I'll just get to it. When the, when the car crashes to the ground, and... Mm-hmm. It zooms away from the Whomping Willow, and you're watching the movie. It shoots, the it like ejects the boys out each side of it mm-hmm. into the grass, and then it like shoots their animals at them or whatever, yeah. and then drives off. Well, they go to chase after the car for a second, like, mm-hmm. hey, what, like, you know, as you might do in that situation, but they don't run towards the car. They run straight towards each other, look at each other Looney Tunes style, and then run along the path that the car took like it's such a f- strange just like run towards each other <laughs> like yeah, 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 and then like run towards the is car. it like it's just like comedic it's thing, so cur- yeah yeah it's so cartoony and silly but um yeah so that's that's a bit different yeah but um let's see yeah gildor lockhart we talked about him I don't oh, know. What's... this the another FF. Yeah, this the F-f-f. second one is. We the... have more FFs for this movie than we thought we did. I know. Um, the this is the only movie out of the franchise that has a extra credit scene. 
It is? Have you not seen it? I'm sure I have. What are you referring to? At the end, it's um, Gilroy Lockhart, like, humming to himself, like, the Harry Potter theme. And he's, like, writing his next spec, like, who am I? Who am I? Oh, He's got, like, the straight right. jacket on and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's the only one with an extra credit scene. I forgot about that. We didn't watch that last time we nope. watched the movie. We'll, yeah, Because you always cut it off, like, two seconds into the credits. Wow, shade. Just saying. It's new information to me. Sitting right next to you next time. Just... And, I mean, the only other times <laughs> that I've ever watched it, it was on, like tv yeah so they always cut the stuff off yeah that's cool though i forgot about that i have seen that but i totally spaced it when we watched it mm-hmm. interesting um and these are the only two that were done with chris columbus yeah chris columbus did the first two i wish he did all of them i, I love i think he did an amazing job with both the first two movies he also had the two easiest books to adapt so that helps that's true but um yeah, and I just like the tone and stuff. I mean, the tone changes with the characters as they grow, which is a cool feature of the story. Mm-hmm. The books do the same thing, so I like that the tonal mm-hmm. changes are reflected in each movie pretty well. Mm-hmm. But Chris Columbus established that like visual, magical world for us and what it felt like to be in that world. And there are parts... like It, it evolves and changes, and at certain moments doesn't feel like the same magical world that he mm-hmm. built from the beginning visually but um yeah i love the first two movies they're very good uh so do you have a favorite magical item or spell from this movie hmm did i say what my favorite magical item or spell was from the last movie i don't remember i think i just asked you and i never answered it the answer is the nimbus 2000 by the way oh you know why because you have a nimbus 2000 longboard because it's the fastest model yet. Oh. That's why. Mm, cool. I do have a Nimbus 2. I made a longboard and I made it brown like the Nimbus 2000. I made a gold sticker that looks just like the font on the um, Nimbus 2000. Favorite magical item is Fox. Fox the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. He's just pretty. Magical creature. That counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's really cool. And um, Spale? Fox is a Phoenix, Harry. <laughs> Sorry. Do you know that the apparently the animatronic for that looked so real that uh, the actor playing <laughs> Dumbledore yeah, actually... He asked if it was a real bird. <laughs> yeah. Granted, Richard Harris was quite old and sadly near the end at that point. Yeah. But um, that's still pretty crazy that they... Yeah, it looked sh- lifelike like he enough. thought it might be a real bird. <laughs> like, never mind the fact that phoenixes aren't real animals. Yeah. I think he just thought it was like a crazy parrot that yeah. <laughs> brought him to be a phoenix. I love that. That's a cool fuffuff bin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got lots of fuffuffs. A lot of fuffuffs. Um, yeah, my favorite magical item or spell, I would say in this one, it would be the car. I love the car so much. Yeah. And it like saves the day when they're down there with the spiders. And yeah, very cool. Yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite spell. You don't have to. I just meant like favorite oh. magical thing okay so fox counts for yep. sure but i mean and fox is kind of a hero so definitely not in no way kind of okay big time hero big time hero they can carry immensely heavy loads <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna have you like you'll need all this exposition later harry just let me finish yeah um i'm gonna have you like <laughs> just have healing powers i need you to just do the <laughs> audio book for me i would love to do an audio book on my own 
<laughs> yeah, because I don't think I could do a better Harry Hermione voice than Jim Dale's crappy Hermione well, voice. Well, it's because you can't get the Stephen Fry one. You might as well just make up your own, and that yeah. way, um, you can make uh, Macy listen to it because she already doesn't always enjoy your accents. But me, that's okay. She's more very used selective. To it. <laughs> yeah, she's very. If we're doing it for like a fun thing that she that she wants to do, it's more fun for yeah. her. But if I'm just being silly, sometimes she's like Uncle Bry. If you're pulling Stop attention it. with your accents yeah. away from whatever she's trying to do, yeah. yeah. Or singing, pulling attention by singing <laughs> louder than her or something. We need to have her on and just see how well that works. Oh, <laughs> I would, I'm happily going to announce that I do plan on having Macy on an episode. I nice. think we're going to talk about Disney movies or something. Okay. Um, which ones did you and I, we did a Pixar episode. Yeah. So I think maybe me and Macy will just like watch a Disney movie together and talk about it. Yeah. And I don't know if she'll be able to chill for uh, over an hour having a discussion about movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe she will. But either way, I'm going to have my eight-year-old niece on at some point, and I cannot wait. I would say we could do Trolls, but I told Lincoln I would watch that with him. So. Well, it's not going to be you. It's just going to be me and Macy. Well, I wanted to watch the movie with you guys. Well, you can watch the movie. Okay. You live here. <laughs> I get kicked out of my own house because I'm not on the podcast. Anyways, so yeah, that's. Um, do you got anything else? Or oh, we got to rate it. How many? How many Cornish pixies out of <laughs> seven Cornish pixies do you give this one? Um, I give this one five and a half Cornish pixies out of seven. I'm giving it a five point two. Five point two Cornish pixies. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. But I think it's just I don't really like Lockhart. Like, I know the the character yeah. of Lockhart. I just don't like him. I, I do. For me, what I liked less about this one was the darker tone. Mm. Like, I enjoy the darker tone less than the fun, magical wonderment of the first movie. Yeah. But I like this one better than the next one. But you guys have to wait for that episode, which will probably just be a week from now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, ne- we may week, film it tomorrow, but you won't be able to hear it till next week. You'll never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Thank you for listening to this. Um, in conclusion, oh wait, nope, not conclusion yet. Psych. We didn't talk about um, something very, very important. What? When the Sorting Hat goes on your head, yeah. Where is it putting you? Let the people need to know. Oh, I'm in Ravenclaw all the way. Absolutely, you're Ravenclaw for sure, and I don't think that there's any question at all about that. Well, you're Ravenclaw. I might be a Ravenclaw. With a little bit of Hufflepuff. I'll give you that. So I'm like probably 80% Ravenclaw and like 20% Hufflepuff. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Huffledore or a Gryffindor, but I would get sorted into Hufflepuff if I had to guess. Because you're more Hufflepuff? Yeah. I've taken the test, the online test I've taken, Pottermore put me in Hufflepuff. Okay. So that's why I just say like, I'm a Hufflepuff definitively. Yeah. But I've taken other tests and it's really always like split between mm-hmm. Gryffindor and Hufflepuff for me. So... I imagine if I retook Pottermore, it might put me in Gryffindor. Just depends on the day that I take the test. So they do say that like those ENFJ like quizzes that if you do them like two weeks apart, you'll get something completely different, and that's basically what these like Pottermore yeah. stuff is. Yeah, I maintain that the most accurate like personality bucket put predator in her is well, that's scientific. Are, thank you. Um, is is uh griffin is um hogwarts i think that it the tell me what house you are and now i know something about you don't tell me you're an infj 
Doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Tell me you're a Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Slytherin. Now I know something about who you are. That's true. Yeah. I think it's way more useful. Do you think that we'll ever have the, you know, how the identification of like the the Hogwarts house that everyone is? Do we ever have it for Ilvermorny? Like a test to take? Yeah. It's already I mean, it's a test, but like no one recognizes that I'm. I'm a Thunderbird. Yeah. But I don't, people don't know what that means. Yeah. Thunderbird is sort of like the Gryffindor of America. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, I read about it. There's like a huge article on Pottermore about the American houses that you can read yeah. if you want to. But it'd be really cool to see them in a movie and like to get to experience that, that world. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Which I don't know that we will, but I want it. Yeah. I'm hoping that Fantastic Beasts ends up going there at some point. They're going to stay in Europe. They're not going back to the U.S. Well, maybe in like a sequel or like the son of Newt's commander or someone from the U.S. will be. I think they're going to end up taking the Wizarding World like around so that you see the Wizarding World yeah. as a world and not just like as a cool. specific location. Yeah. But anyways. That's, um, that's my thoughts for future Harry Potter experiences. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Tune in next week. We're going to talk about episodes three and four as well as whatever else we get up, get up mm-hmm. to. Um, in the meantime... You know, do what you can to help uh, the Black Lives Matter movement because it's a complete joke that we even have to do this. That's even a problem, but it is, and ignoring it won't help. So donate, learn, read, even just go online and tell people how you feel. Everything helps at least a little bit. And I will say that it's also Pride Month, so... Yes, don't let that get forgotten as well. Yeah, um, that, uh, you know... Uh, black trans lives matter just as much as you know yep the rest of the movement it's like when they say black lives matter they mean all black lives matter yeah and um so so and also real quick we didn't address it because i don't it doesn't affect my love of harry potter one teeny tiny bit but um obviously jk rowling has said some ignorant things recently but it's not the first time and it won't be the last time. I think she's just kind of an old... I hope it's the last time. I hope that she gets some... She's an old fuddy-duddy, period. Like, she's just... She's an old fuddy-duddy and she's got old fuddy-duddy opinions on the world. And unfortunately, those come out sometimes, but the other people involved in Harry Potter have done an awesome job of being like, I mean, that's not us. You know, Harry... Like, what did... I forget what Rad, what Daniel Radcliffe said. I don't have it in front of me, but it's worth looking up. His response to it was really amazing. He was basically just like his more or less was like your relationship with the book is however you choose to have it. If you if those books were there for yeah. you and your journey and if you saw yeah, characters if, if, as if gay, Potter, you saw them as like a different race as you saw. If them Harry Potter they are, helped you in any way. It's your journey. With it's, that that's story. your thing and it's still there and nothing's changed. So which is true. So, yeah, I will never stop supporting and loving Harry Potter um, just because J.K. Rowling says some stupid shit and she's got some very outdated messed up opinions about the world but i don't think that we should stop trying to get her to see the better picture true because she just like the rest of us like that we've had to wake up to a a new way of thinking that like the way that we thought we were being all open and open-minded about stuff we weren't we were just kind of perpetuating this systemic cycle unknowingly and she needs to realize that what she said hurt a lot of people because yeah. it's not about your intentions. It's about the, um, the action itself. 
So if she hurt anybody, then she needs to reconsider like her uh, thoughts and opinions on it. Yep. Um, anyway, so I just want to touch on that real quick. I'm not unaware of it. I'm not ignorant to it. I know what she said. I'm not ignoring it. Um, I just don't care about her opinions very much. Um, anyways, so I do have one fun thing to do real quick. Uh, I've got a review here that I've not read on the podcast before. Um, so <laughs> Reviews! Yay! Yeah, if you want to leave me a review, I really appreciate it. Reviews kind of help drive the podcast and spread the word. Um, so if you want to leave me a review, uh, it's pretty to do just in, in the app. So uh, whether you're listening to this on Apple or Android or Spotify or whatever. But this review comes from Nicholas Neptune, who wrote in uh, approximately two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you're very prompt on your replies to him. Um, He said, you're a natural podcaster, and I can't wait to see where this goes. Each one gets better and better, too. So thank you, Nicholas. That's very nice Which episode was he referring to? Uh, Let's see. April 8th. That would have been... I mean, the most recent episode he would have heard was the Mike T episode about apocalyptic stuff. Okay. That the one the, the the bad audio quality one yeah um and the one before that was our pixar episode that you and i did okay so we were that was after the sixth episode that he left that review so thank you so much nicholas um the rest of you what are you doing leave me a review get off your butt you can stay on your butt you can stay on your butt and leave me a review also if you leave the review then it forces brian to read the reviews and that's the fun part exactly i love reading your reviews so i'll read i'll read all of them for the foreseeable future or forever. What if I promise to read them all forever and then someday I have 100,000 listeners and half the podcast is just reading reviews because that's why I said I would do that one time. You got to put a cap on it at some point. Yeah. But for now, I'll read them all. So give me all your reviews. Um, reach out on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, it's it's nice to engage with you guys and I'm going to put forth effort to try to be more active on those. Um, and if you have thoughts on this episode, I would love to to hear what you guys think or suggestions for the next one about um, Harry Potter 3 and 4. Yeah, um, if you don't want us going off on tangents, let us know. I don't think we're stopping that. Yeah, I mean, we can try. We can acknowledge it. So, yeah, reach out. Let's talk. I'm, I'm excited to hear from you guys. And um, uh, subscribe and share and help kind of spread the movie jungle word. Yeah, anyways, thank you so much for listening um and i'm looking forward to the next episode and i say tell us your hogwarts house yeah let us know what hogwarts that's a good one tell us what hogwarts house you're in so anyways uh i'm gonna leave you with hopefully you'll all be around to listen to the next episode don't worry we will be (laughs) i totally forgot the words that was so corny (laughs) 